0: Welcome to the Online Podcast, I'm your host Chris O'Brien, the nostalgic young bachelor of Podmania, and I'm joined by Rob, hello.
1: Hello, how are you?
0: <laughs> Not bad, Like you being here stopped being a surprise. For the yeah. last two you've been here it's all been like, oh Rob's here, and I'm going to reveal it by making him laugh, but now it's just of this Rob's here, he's part of the furniture now.
1: It's going smooth, it's going very, very smoothly. Um, it is going I- smoothly. I appreciated the transition and the fact that the intro only took you one take, I was very impressed with that.
0: I know, I'm a one-take wonder.
1: I can, I understand that, I understand that.
0: <laughs> Today on the agenda, we have Wrestle Kingdom 9, my favourite New Japan show of all time. My first New Japan show, so that's probably why it's my favourite. Um, but also we have news to talk about, several news things, which I put Rob in charge of, because do I look like a professional? So Rob, the news.
1: Yeah, just a couple of bits of New Japan news, really. Um, I'm going to start with the possibly the oldest piece of news on here, to be honest. Um, the Tokyo Sports Awards, um, mm. and I just wanted to quickly run through some winners and some interesting things. So to start with, Tokyo Sports announced that their MVP of 2018 is Hiroshi Tanahashi, winning the award mm. for the first time in four years. Do you agree with that? And do are, I, are you do surprised... I that Kenny Omega is third.
0: Third? Who's second? Uh, Okada. Okada, right. Um, Tanahashi's had a surprisingly amazing year. I did not see him having the amazing year he did. He had a pretty so so run as the IC champion. Oh, um, I'm sorry. He... No,
1: it wasn't Okada. I think it was Hiromu. Oh.
0: Sorry, oh, no, it uh, was Hiromu. They talked about that actually in the, um, in the tag match. Um, where that was more sort of a show of gratitude, seeing how he's injured. Yeah. But um, he's had a surprising year, and I think how surprisingly good it's been, mm-hmm. has re- he was the MVP of the A block other than Jay White, because Okada just sort of went fucking mental. Um, and he's had, well, so many great matches, like Ibushi, um three great Okada matches, two of which broke Dave Meltz's five-star ratings. Yep. Um just so much great stuff this year. Um I don't disagree with him winning. If I'm surprised, no, not really. It's a pretty having that big name on there sort of helps.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think you're gonna find someone I think you're gonna find it hard pressed to find someone who has been as consistently outstanding um as Tanahashi's been this year. Um, I think Omega's problem really has been he's had a fairly lackluster reign as champion. Um I don't That's think not, it's been as I don't think it's been as exciting as people were hoping.
0: People were hoping it would be a six star match every show, which isn't gonna happen. He's not a he's not I mean he's not a robot. But thing is, um he had a he had the best G one of anyone. I don't think anyone's disputing that. Um in terms of pure match quality.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: But the problem is his child defenses. He was against Cody, who I believe I gave a match nine out of ten. I really enjoyed the match. It was okay. somewhat different in the context in New Japan, but it's never going to be match of the year. And then it was on a destruction. It was on the first destruction show, not even the um, one to finish up the tour, which I think might have annoyed him a bit because Tanahashi and Nakada headlined that tour, mm-hmm. whereas he put he was put up against Ishi, who while amazing. Is a mid-carder in the context of New Japan. And while he certainly has the talent to be a main eventer, he is seen as a mid-carder. And then it's just, I think, and then this feud with Tanahashi has sort of been a bit iffy, and we touched on that last week. So I don't really think it's his fault, his, his reign has been so lackluster, because as you see, when he's being allowed to fly free in the g1 he's having some of the best matches not just of the year but all time so i don't really think it's his fault like and even before that he was stuck in some weird he was in like a weird limbo at the beginning of the year when no one really knew what bullet club was so he's had a bit of an icky year unfortunately but i think next year um if he is running free and not gonna end up not doing anything for months while all elite wrestling gets set up it could be a great year for him
1: yeah, absolutely. Speaking of best bouts, and you know the the absolutely star-studded matches that he has put on when he has been allowed to cut loose, as you say, um, he has won the best bout award for. Well, I, I'm, I don't think I'd have many people disagreeing when I say that the best match ever between him and Kazuchika Carter at Dominion.
0: Absolutely. Um, I gave that match. I was I was considering giving that match eleven out of ten, but I just it I my brain can't take it. Uh, <laughs> that is definitely my match of the year. I've been seeing a lot of pushback against the Cada, um, Omega matches recently, really? but it's more just yeah. But thing is, it's not been much substance to the argument. It's just people. It's weird. People find it hard to believe that we just experienced the best match. Um, some of the best matches of all time in the past two years hmm. so they sort of just push back and going well no well, actually just name like kibashi misawa or even like people i saw people saying done and bait was better and while wow, it's amazing it's not better so i don't know but i feel it's just pushback because everything naturally has pushback people want to feel like they're on the other side because like On an objective level, there's no botches in any of these matches, apart from that one in the first match where a card lands on his head. But seeing how it was okay, it really adds it to the drama of the match. (laughs) But in this one, it was just the sheer endurance and the pace they kept up throughout the whole fucking thing. It can't be anything, but the match of the year.
1: No, I I completely agree with you. Having seen this match, you know, there's there's nothing to top it. And I understand, you know... Ty Vate versus Pete Dunne was a great match but no it's not a, 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 I'm, I'm lost for words it's not even
0: a. I know. it's not what a patch got me... on
1: this because what? this had the drama that Bate and Dunne in my opinion did not have there was more of a story in this match mm-hmm. because of what they'd done previously and you know the fact that it was a two out of three falls match the fact that it did go almost 50 minutes you know there's no way that it could be anything else, in my opinion, especially mm, not in that. Absolutely, um, no. And then, rather bizarrely, the technique award went to Tetsuya Naito, who I think yeah. we can both agree has had, you know, you've said Omega, a so-so year. Yeah,
0: exactly, a so-so year. Um, what do you think of that? Um, I don't know. I don't. The Tokyo do- Sports ever named Gaijin's. If so Zack Sabre Jr. deserved technique on every single level. But like even on like the Japanese level, Kurt Rubushi, and Noah, just so many people have better technique than Naito. Nao was more of a charismatic figure, than he is a great worker. So I don't know how I don't know how that's got through. I've no clue. I think they just wanted to include Naito.
1: Yeah, it was <sighs> I don't know. Very, very strange. I don't agree with it at all. Um um, it seemed like an out of nowhere pick if I'm perfectly honest Um, but we'll move on from that because like I say that is relatively old news what I wanted to talk to you about now is we had New Japan's last matches of 2018 with the road to the Tokyo Dome shows now um, there was some very interesting matches very interesting matches Um, you know Os- uh, Osprey versus, sorry, Osprey, Makabe, Yano and Tanahashi taking on Omega, Ibushi, Takahashi and Chase Owens in the main event of night one. With, I have seen this. With Osprey going over Chase Owens with the Stormbreaker. So they continue to book Osprey strong, really strong, which is yeah. good. Um, Okada went over Gator, which you wouldn't expect. Of course. <laughs> Imagine um, if Gator went over. Oh, That's a Vince Russo move. Um, the team of Ishimori, the Guerrillas of Destiny, and Bad Luck Fale went over the L.I.J. team of Naito, Evil Sonada, and Bushi, with Bushi taking the pin. Um, and then just a, you know, a smattering of undercard matches, which, to be honest, is really topped by Shingo's first match, where he beat Shota Umino in just under eleven minutes with the Last of the Dragon. That was put into, into the into the rear view let's say because that was then topped by night two and night two the only real thing that i want to talk to you about now chris is that main event that yeah. main event now i when i text you today and basically shot my load um all over it was quite uncomfortable it was it was a bit uncomfortable yeah you're absolutely right um but you know I said this match is outstanding you need to watch it and I you know you were a bit nah. is it is it that good I made you watch it what do you think
0: Yeah well I watched it um literally about 10 minutes before we started recording here and <laughs> um it's not tag it's not tag match of the year like he he led me to believe but it is an outstanding tag match where you should absolutely go out your way to see this is definitely top 5 tag matches of the year
1: I would argue that this is a five star match and considering this is on a road to show and considering I said to you on the last New Japan podcast that I wasn't feeling, you know, I knew Omega and I know Omega and Tanahashi when it comes to Wrestle Kingdom 13 are going to put on an absolutely outstanding match. There's, There's just no getting around that. They will. They are fantastic workers, but I wasn't feeling the feud. And I am so, so pumped for that feud now, just because of these two matches, especially this one. You know, giving it nearly 30 minutes and having these four men in the ring, Jesus Christ, this was stellar, stellar,
0: this was absolutely amazing the only problem was tanner didn't do a whole bunch he sort of did his moves and let ibushi omega and osprey sort of do their thing so it, it sort of turned into a handicap match a lot of the times so that's the only reason it's not five stars for me it's 4.75 um if i was rating it but it's an absolutely Onto his feet, with just that and we talked about before he we went on air. That fucking shot, but Osprey just realizes what's happened. It's incredible, and Osprey just is absolutely incredible. And honestly, if they're doing this on a Road Two show, like in terms of because both Ibushi and once again Ibushi and Osprey would be MVPs, if they're doing this in the World Two show, they're going to ruin Wrestle Kingdom just by how good their opener is going to be.
1: Yeah, because they are opening the show, and anything that has to follow that is just. I feel sorry for them. I really do, because these two... And you know how you said that Tanahashi not doing a lot brought it down for you a little bit? Mm-hmm. I'm of the opinion that they want to give Osprey as much time hanging with heavyweights as possible. Because yeah. don't forget, up until, effectively, the Power Struggle Tour, he was a junior. He was the junior, for mm-hmm. me anyway. Um, so they need to give him legitimacy, as a heavyweight, and I think the only way to do that really is to give him as much exposure as possible against the likes of Kota Ibushi against Kenny Omega. And to be honest, I mean, he had you can there is a noticeable difference in his physique, a mm. noticeable difference. He's definitely put on pounds, um, but you in this match, he never ever seemed out of place. He didn't no skip point. a beat, no, not all um,
0: it's sort of like how when um it's sort of opposite things here, but when Cedric Alexander went into the Goodweight Classic, he lost about ten pounds in two in a month to make it to that. Um but kept his muscle mass, whereas um Osprey's managed to bulk up but not sort of not lost his frame, he's not lost any athleticism along the way, which I think is great. He is the he's the biggest move up to the heavyweight since Kenny. Yeah. And what the video and Kenny, he they had him pin Nakamura, they had him turn on AJ Styles, they had him feud with Tanahashi. So I see exactly what you're saying here. Um, just in, which I I understand the booking logic behind it. Just as a match, a match as a match on on the whole, it brought back down just that tad, just making it not perfect. So like n- not all four people working together, which is something I want for a tag match,
1: which is absolutely fair enough. And again, you know, star ratings are subjective. Which mm-hmm, absolutely, you know, I think people need to realise. And speaking of subjective star ratings, I'm going to do my last piece of news here, and the last piece of news re- is regarding Dave Meltzer. Now, <laughs> on this week's Wrestling Observer newsletter, he was asked about his opinion on the Gorillas of Destiny and how, basically, asking if he saw them as main eventers after their showing at World Tag League. This is his <laughs> quote. But Tama and Tangaloa are just... I'm not even sure what it is, because Tama is actually really good. But what, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's that people don't buy them as main eventers. That kept hitting me. It's like this match is going really, really long. And they're telling a nice story, but after what we've seen tonight, after Ibushi and Will Ospreay, these guys just... they aren't... they're just not main eventers. That was published in the newsletter today, and... well, sorry, on Friday, and... I can't say I disagree with any of it.
0: No. Um, when you said this was in the news, I hadn't seen it and I, I did assume it was gonna be more scathing than that, because that's just what we've been saying.
1: It's what everyone's think, been saying, I think.
0: It's been it's what everyone's been saying. And Tamatonga is amazing. Tangaloa sort of is good for WWE standards, which, you know, he was Kamacha, so uh... <laughs> Yeah, I and think ben he's improved. He
1: a... I think he's improved massively.
0: And then he was in a faction with Drew Galloway and D- Eli Drake in Impact. That was a bit weird. Um, oh, everything in
1: Impact's weird, mate. Trust me. <laughs> I love it, but it's weird.
0: No fallover. Anyway, oh. um, no, I I, I agree one hundred percent with Meltzer on this one. They just they don't have that air. Like for example, going on to our review today, Carl um, Anderson and Doc Gallows. Carl Anderson struck me as someone who could credibly go for a title. In just from that match alone,
1: yeah. Obviously, we're doing a retro review of Wrestle Kingdom Nine today, and this is yeah. f- far, far past basically where I started watching New Japan. Um, yeah, and you know, we'll get into these... the
0: context when we get into the review. Yeah, but, but um, the tag
1: match. You know, you were talking. Sorry, you were talking about mm-hmm. um, Carl Anderson and Gallows. I thought they, together... And I've heard loads of people slag off Gallows and Anderson. I've heard Mm. loads of people slag off their tenure as IWGP heavyweight champions. uh, Sorry, IWGP heavyweight tag team champions. And, you know, fair enough, I can see Doc Gallows being more of a liability in the ring than he is anything else. But that match between those two and Goto and Shibata, I enjoyed so much more than the match between, say... Omega and Taguchi.
0: Yeah, it was an absolute. It was a really good tag match, which we'll be getting into. So we'll just get into it actually, because there's really not much else to say on the Guerrillas of destiny. Uh, unless it's a G one match, when I have a ten minute rant. But <laughs> so, Wrestle Kingdom Nine, Rob. Basically, um, we're we're going to incorporate more retro reviews, like I've been wanting to do actually for a long time, in The young lion. But it's it's very hard to just bring up a motivation when you're on your own. But I was really excited for Rob to see this because this was my first ever new japan show i knew of some of the main players of course I knew of aj styles i had heard of kenny omega on a talk with jericho podcast that i was listening to while revising for exams like the summer before um because neville talked very highly of him as as did chris jericho at the time and uh, another ring of honor people obviously i knew and just one day just let me set the scene for you rob oh please do i'm i'm a 17 year old boy Right, Um,
1: aren't you 17 now
0: no okay um just finished christmas just finished new year had a good time as good as you can when you're not allowed to drink um and i'm just i'm in my room (laughs) exams are a long way away skill doesn't start for another week and a half
1: okay dude seriously when you said set the scene (laughs)
0: jesus (laughs) (laughs) i'm 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 just in my room wanting to watch some wrestling and I, I was at the time I was up for trying anything new because WWE had disenfranchised me at some this point. So I was looking for something new and I had tried triple mania earlier that year, uh, wow. earlier the previous year. And nope, nope. uh, Just nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, So, but then this came up and I saw um, English commentary, which, you know, was, was a great, was a big thing. I want that stopped me from getting into Japanese wrestling. What's for lack of knowing the stories. Hmm and then found out it was jr um calling it another box ticked then i saw adrian styles on the poster i'm like okay i'm in so sat there was captivated for the whole four hours the english version didn't have a new japan rumble but we can forgive that it actually started like halfway through um the entrance it was weird because gfw produced um the, the wrestle kings in pay-per-view Yes, they did. Global Force Wrestling.
1: Hence, why we saw Jeff Jarrett.
0: Yeah, and it's weird, and it's so weird. Actually, Jeff Jarrett tried to take um, credit for Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> he oh, was like, Global "Oh, we're Force so thankful did. for the Global Force fans for supporting our show in Tokyo." I'm like, "That's not <laughs> your. Sh- it's not your show, Jeff." But no, <laughs> those eight Global so- Force fans. But yeah, so the before- four. <laughs> Before hours, uh, I just, I was in awe throughout most of it. Just, I'd never seen wrestling like it. I, uh, and it did send me down the path of basically just watching New Japan for a long time. And it was beautiful. Now, for your context, you didn't know about it because you, you didn't watch it.
1: No, I didn't at all. Um, but obviously, having watched it for the last 18 months, um, I'd got a good grasp of, you know, a lot of the history because, as I've said before, New Japan do talk a lot about their history, and the commentary team, mm. especially now, do a great job of filling you in on things that you miss out and things like that. Now, I didn't watch the English commentary. I watched it with the Japanese commentary, and it was mm. something that I thought would put me off as well. But, genuinely, the excitement of the Japanese commentary team really, really sold it oh, for yeah. me, especially in the last maybe three, four matches. Um, I will say now... Honestly- that sorry, I will say now that there are there are two matches that I'd heard about anyway. Obviously, the mm. IC match between Nakamura and Kota Ibushi I'd heard about before. I'd never seen, but I'd heard, you know, glorious things about it. You know, a glowing indictment from yourself, for Absolutely. example. Absolutely. Um, and then the title match, one of three between Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada. Um, and I'll I'll say now that this this didn't disappoint. This was a Absolutely. really Really good show, there was some strange decisions and some strange matches, but overall, this is one of the best shows you know if I can sit for four hours and listen to a commentary team that I've got no idea what they are saying, saying. at all, yeah, and I am sitting captivated by the storytelling in the ring because don't forget I didn't know the stories. Going mm-hmm. into this match, you know, with the exception of the tag team match, because obviously they just won the tag league, but mm-hmm. that is in itself as good a reason as any for you know for me to give this an amazing review
0: and I will say um if i did if it wasn't because I don't keep up with Twitter all that much um i that's the only reason I watched the English commentary was is to get like small context that I might have missed. Um, if because if not, like I, I, I was with, for most of g one last year before we had English for every single show. I watched the Japanese commentary just fine, and I sa- say just fine. But it, they are a really excitable couple of people. They are, and but I will say, in for this show, the English commentary really helped. Matt Stryker when he's not being fed false facts because Vince doesn't like him. It's an amazing historian. And JR, while he didn't really know the stories, knew enough to the point where he he, he held, held his own against Stryker and added excitement because it's JR. And it was just amazing. But just, that being said, com- commentary out of the way. Into it. And the first match was for the IWGP Junior <laughs> Heavyweight Championship. And we have Red Dragon. Not the Undisputed Era. yeah. Um, the young bucks, um, forever hooligans of Alex Kozlov and Rocky Romero, and the time splitters of Alex Shelley and Kushida. Now, Rob, what did you think of this match?
1: This was, this was glorious chaos. Um, yeah. When you've got, when you've got a four way of tag teams, it's, you know, it's so difficult to keep track of what everyone is doing and where everyone is and especially when it's teams like the young Bucks who are just so quick around the ring they're so innovative with their moves it's so difficult to keep keep track of what is going on but i thought these teams had such great chemistry they got such you know Mm. you've got red dragon who you know they aren't your flippy shit they are you know your typical tag team wrestling they worked so Mm. well as a team and i absolutely adore bobby fish i think it's incredible you've got the young bucks who were amazing as they always are you know Mm -hmm. and then i would love to see you know unfortunately we're not going to see much more well any more of it because unfortunately alex shelley's retired but i would love to see time splitters now i
0: really really would Time, time splitters um this may time split is is why i like liked for so long unfortunately his solo run sort of destroyed that for me yeah but here they were absolutely amazing and if like even um sort of if the one kind of weak link they weren't even that weak was forever hooligans of the communist cuban and the communist russian um and They were good, like Rocky Romero's feather elbow, that's always an amazing spot. And Kozlov has a surprisingly good um, dive outside. He
1: does, and it surprised me because he doesn't look like he'd be able to do that
0: at all. No, he looks like Vladimir Kozlov's slightly chubby cousin. And to be perfectly
1: Uh, honest, I didn't I completely forgot that he was even in New Japan at any point. mm -hmm. And at one point when they announced that Forever Hooligans Rocky Romero and I genuinely thought it was Vladimir Kozlov (laughs) <laughs> i was like really
0: imagine him as in a junior tag title match i know that's absolute that would be hilarious actually
1: <laughs> just him trying to catch up with the young books
0: although i have i have fantasy booked a tag team between with rusev and kosloff and i will say it's amazing but okay.
1: <laughs> that's awful that just just the idea in itself makes me feel <laughs> sick <laughs> But it was but it was a nice way to open the show. You
0: know? It was absolutely best puts today's junior tag division to shame. Just, and that's a current theme throughout this whole CAD. Each division is a well defined and b deep.
1: I agree with you
0: on all counts bar one, but we'll get into that later. What? Okay. <laughs> but but anyway, this match was awesome and easy out. Eight out of ten puts the current junior division to shame, as far as I'm concerned.
1: I just think there's more depth in the junior tag division than what the, than there is now. Because you know, aside absolutely, from, though to be fair, now that we've got the introduction of Shingo, we have got more teams. Um, but even so, you know, aside from the three that are in the title match at Wrestle Kingdom 13, I can't really think of any others.
0: No, because I think SmackDown has a lot of teams.
1: <laughs> yeah, SmackDown do but- have a lot of teams.
0: Are the colognes really gonna be going one on one for with the bath of the tag titles? I would like to see that. I'm not gonna lie.
1: No, the I colognes are actually with you. that. They're, they're not that bad. <laughs> they're not. Um, this match eight out of ten. I love the fact that Red Dragon retrain- retained. I love mm. watching them. I think Kyle O'Reilly is amazing, but I absolutely love Bobby Fish. So seeing them retain was was yeah. good for me.
0: Oh, um, quick, very quick. Um, how this went on. Young Bucks would go on to be in the junior tag match every year after this.
1: Yeah, opening the show, I believe, every year as well. Yeah,
0: with the exception of next year, um, Wrestle Kingdom eleven, where it was Black Tiger versus Tiger Mask W, which is ACH versus Koutarubi.
1: Which we don't count because it's two men dressed as
0: tigers. <laughs> 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 Next You've got, you got to get into this sort of shit, Rob. Um <laughs> it was a six man tag between Tenzan Tenzan, who can still move at this point, Kojima and Homner, versus the Bullet Club team of Bad Luck Fale, Yuji Takahashi, and Jeff Jarrett. Now, when when I first watched this and Jeff Jarrett's theme hit, I fucking popped. Did you why? Because why it's, it's, it's obviously a kill cool down match, Rob, and it's just funny.
1: I mean, Karen Jarrett can fuck off for a start. I have never heard such shrill, irritating, just garbled shit from the side, and it was it was there all the time. The entire match, just this grating. Meow, meow. It's like, shut <laughs> the fuck up, Karen. Like,
0: and it's weird, because um, managers in New Japan, and they mic'd him up really well here, like, for example, in the Kenny Omega match, you can hear Matt and Nick sort of um, telling Omega what the label land is, and she's just going, ah! And she, yeah. you know how, remember Melina's gimmick when he, she was looking after Johnny Nitro, where she'd just scream? Her gimmick was screaming.
1: That's genuinely what this was. I mean, don't get me wrong, I hate Amber Gallows, but at least she was quiet. <laughs> At least you didn't that's say anything. Bit,
0: that's a bit strong. We'll, get, in, well, we'll yeah. get into that when you get to that. But um, no, this was fun. There's absolutely nothing worth talking about apart from I love the Bullet Club guitar. I think that's so fucking carny but it hurts. Yeah. Um, Jeff Jarrett would not stick around Bullet Club long after this,
1: which is good. In, fact, uh, in my head, he didn't get kicked out. Oh. didn't get.
0: Yeah. You've ruined. He that didn't get dream kicked out. Me. He just. So he didn't get kicked out. He sort of just stopped.
1: Which is good because he should never be anywhere near the Bullet Club. He shouldn't be anywhere near this fucking show. But he was. He was the person. Was he the person that took the pin, or was it Yujiro? I can't remember off the top of my head. But, it was Yujiro. You know. Yeah, because Yujiro got the guitar smashed over his head, didn't he? Yeah. After Karen Jarrett did something irritating, like you say, nothing really to talk about. Cool down match from the IWGP Tag Match.
0: I I had fun watching it, but five out of ten. I'm
1: gonna go four simply because karen jarrett just wound me up that much
0: okay so we had an eight-man tag between Benoah team of, of marifuji and the mighty do with toriano um taking up the suzuki gun team of david boy smith lance archer Shelton benjamin and izuka and there's not much to talk about within the actual bulk of this match but seeing the guys is great marifuji is amazing and the mighty do are wasted in nxt what do you think rob
1: I agree with both of those. This is the first time that I've actually seen Marafuji wrestle and um, unfortunately didn't do a lot. Um, I appreciated that at least this match had a story, um, obviously with Yano and Izuka being uh, partners in GBH, but like I've I've said many times, in this this incarnation, Izuka can fuck off because he is a thief of joy he ruins everything he's in, and I hate him. I hate him with a passion. He's a lumbering tree of a twat, and I don't like watching him. Um, I think
0: Izuka could play a very convincing Santa.
1: I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> if you we, turned need to up,
0: make this, we need to make this very Christmassy.
1: <laughs> if you turned up to a Santa's grotto, and you'd got some weird muzzled Santa that looked like Izuka, you would Kick the fuck off. What the fuck is this?
0: To be fair, I learned Santa wasn't real at a very young age, because at the school discos, we used to get my dad to dress as Santa.
1: Oh my god, you're the son <laughs> of Santa. That's amazing. <laughs> not only not... are you reggae Jesus, you are also <laughs> the son of Santa. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh my god, the amount of nicknames.
0: It ruined my childhood, Rob. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, this is my favourite thing in the world. <laughs> you don't get this sort of stuff for Gaff. No, you, no, well, no. I imagine Garth would be a great Santa.
0: He would be. He would be a great Santa.
1: Yeah, I can imagine so.
0: Gaff. In Blackpool. I don't care that it's January. You're playing Santa. Absolutely,
1: um, 100%. Um, this match... I this is it, a five...
0: Go on. Five, 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 out, five out of ten. It's only five minutes.
1: No, I'm giving it four because Izzica can fuck off.
0: Well, I lead this podcast, Rob, so it's a five in the books. Wow. Okay,
1: so overruling. <laughs> I didn't realise this was a tyrannical uh, dictatorship, but okay.
0: Well only for only for this, because I just love Lance Art. No. Uh <laughs> moving on. To the UWFI rule match. <laughs> Fuck, the UWFI rules match between yep. Minoru Suzuki and Saka I can't say it. Sakabara. Sorry. Sakaraba.
1: Um the thing that I found interesting, about sorry hiccups. The thing I found most interesting about this match was we had white Suzuki.
0: Which <laughs> I, never I seen. know what you I know what you mean, but when you say that, it just sounds like a white like Kurt Angle or something. Just <laughs> <laughs> Caucasian Suzuki. No, no, no. Um,
1: we had dyed silver hair. We had white yeah. trunks, white boots. He looked really odd. It was and it was so weird.
0: He um, only looks odd to you because you haven't seen him like this. He dressed like this for his match against the Cardiff this year.
1: Oh, did he? I missed that.
0: The I, one in the brain, which is actually that. fucking weird to watch.
1: Yeah. Spe- speaking of re- weird to watch, I... <laughs> I don't know. I, I found this difficult to watch.
0: This was weird, but the thing is... But this was meant to resemble a shoot fight. But problem was, it's very hard to work a shoot. And yeah, like punches you can get away with, as we saw later. But like grapples, it does just look like you're hugging. Yeah. And Zack Sabre Jr. is the best at this because he does what they do in MMA. He joshes just slightly for position. These guys didn't do that. But I think like unless you're Zack Sabre Jr. We just have that in your bones. I think they did the best job they can possibly do at working a shoot fight.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um there was some good stuff like on the ramp and things mm-hmm. like that. Um and the ending was quite nice. The transition into the ending was nice. Um and I appreciated the big embrace as well at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: enjoyed the story of Cal Gott student versus Billy Robinson student.
1: Yeah, it was it was a nice it was a nice story going in and there was that was what kept me sort of watching the match but there were times in this match where you know they were engaged as you put it in just in just endless hugging that it was it was getting boring and it it was the only <laughs> point you know Barisic's match that I felt like I was almost reaching for my phone to you know scroll through my phone or something like that and you know I, I wouldn't be doing it again for the rest of the show trust me but you know this <laughs> this was that point
0: yeah, um, this is sort of the end of the filler matches. Believe me, this is very confusing for me. Uh, some uh, It's the most real thing I'd ever seen was Brian Pullman pulling a gun. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn. Anyway, so but no, this was... It was weird, and to be fair, with the hindsight, with like the amount of this kind of stuff I watch, it's the best you can possibly do with what they're trying to do. So I'm fine with it. And like I, th- I think for what they're trying to do, it's six, seven out of ten.
1: I'd, I'd go six. I'd go six.
0: And I'll, I'll agree on six because it wasn't. I don't. That being with the exception of hugging up the ramp at some point, I don't remember much of it, Much about this match, and I have my notes in front of me. So
1: yeah, exactly. You know, I watched this match today, and that goes yeah. to show just how, you know, how little really it, it sticks in the memory.
0: When I did watch this in two bits, and to be honest, I watched the first three, got to this match, and like I'm just not mentally prepared and put it down. So.
1: Yeah, I think it was the right result. Obviously, with this being Sakuraba's sort of almost his farewell match. Um, yeah. And it was it was a nice ending as well, which sort of put it up a mark for me.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, on to an actual pretty fucking amazing match. You oh, have no f- idea how disappointed I am with makabe nowadays it's toga makabe versus ishii for the never open weight title which is this is the type of match for never open weight title was made for this sort of high, this very hard hitting affair which they've been doing other fucking rev pro title for some reason but <laughs> yeah this is this was awesome this is very reminiscent of suzuki versus ishii from this year but with a few more slams and also if ishii was a six foot four near 300 pound gorilla
1: yeah this was this was brilliant this was a start where the show really really started to pick up um Mm -hmm. you know like you say i've been watching new japan for 18 months and i'm sort of used now to Togi makabe being filler effectively i mean Mm -hmm. he challenged for the intercontinental championship earlier this year but that was really a, a filler match um So to see him in a match where he can still go and he's in a match with one of my favourite wrestlers, you know, Mm -hmm. Ishii. So this was amazing. Everything from the Lariats to the forearms, the fact that Maccabe was working, the shoulder, and then the ending, you know, even the King Kong knee drop was to the shoulder, Mm -hmm. which was absolutely amazing. You know, everything linked together and everything that they did looked like it legitimately hurt. They sold well, the match was put together well, it was... It was. I thought that it'd struggle following, effectively, what was, you know, an MMA match. I mm. thought they'd struggle having this sort of brutal match straight afterwards, but honestly, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this match, and I had no idea I was going to enjoy a Makabe match.
0: I know. That's sort of why I wanted you to look back, because when you say a lot of these f- things, I wasn't... I'm just... I started watching just on the edge when all of these legends like Nagada, Kojima, Tenzin, Makabe were just starting, um, hadn't quite fallen off the edge yet. Yeah. So this is why I'm really happy we're starting to look back because there is some amazing stuff. You can't. I don't like for legends being used as much as they do just because of how much it hurts them in the long run. But this was absolutely amazing for fact. that I wasn't annoyed that a Makabe winning a title just shows.
1: Oh yeah 100% How good the I, match I, found, was I found myself amazing. popping I found myself popping for Maccabee winning yeah, and as I've said is. Ishi's one of my all-time favorite wrestlers so what yeah. the hell is that about
0: Yeah so this is I just can't put it into words 8 out of 10 just
1: No I agree amazing Eight stuff 8 out of 10
0: Anyway, so next up was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match between Kenny Omega, I'm going to go into how weird Kenny Omega was in a second, and Taguchi. Now, Kenny Omega was sort of like the same, but completely different. Right. Right, in the sense of, it's obviously Kenny Omega. He has a lot of the same moves. He still has the V-trigger, although not using it as much. He still has the one ring danger as his finisher. But in terms of gimmick, so different. He's Brian Pillman essentially a with Razor Ramon.
1: Yeah. There was a noticeable change from the blonde locks and the green trunks mm. that we got before.
0: But, yeah. By the way, what did he think of the chainsaw?
1: I hated it. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. I mean, right, hit- what the fuck is that? Seriously? Right. Here's the thing.
0: I fucking loved it. And- oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> right. Hit- they gave a kayfabe reason behind it on the English commentary. He shaves his arm around three or four days before a match, so it's razor sharp. And what the fuck? It's... <laughs> but he actually that well, was actually the explanation given. Oh Jesus! And <laughs> <laughs> but no, apart from the chainsaw, this match was really good. Thing was a to Taguchi. He's not the best w- actual worker. Like he's a great character. He's a very magnetic character, but he isn't pulling. Like he had him so, so much with um, Devitt on Devitt's way out. So
1: yeah, I just it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was it was good, but I don't know whether it's because I'm used to Kenny Omega now, and you know this whole Best Bout Machine, and I'm used to you know Toguchi being effectively this comedy jobber. I mean, for God's sake, he's run out in the last four shows with bloody rugby helmet on. So, you know, to see him as junior heavyweight champion was quite jarring. Um, But the fact that, you know, the Young Bucks kept interfering and I I don't know, it was. I felt like I should have enjoyed it more than I did. And I felt like I was expecting more than I got, if that was if that makes sense.
0: Listen, what you're seeing now. Okay, imagine if you watch Stone Cold transition from Ringmaster to Stone Cold. Okay, that's what I got with Omega. Like I saw his transition from this to heavyweight to what he is now. Yeah. Whereas you're basically you've had like Stone Cold and then you're going back to look at the Ringmaster. That's basically what happened here. Fair enough. So I'm more forgiving because I saw the transition and I saw the good stuff he was doing at the time. Just that now he's on a different level.
1: Yeah, which is fine. And don't get me wrong, it's yeah. not me hating on Omega by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Oh, um, absolutely It's just
1: not. that, you know, I've never been a massive fan of Toguchi and to see him as champion, mm-hmm. you know, and effectively have Omega carry him. But even though, you mm-hmm. know, in all seriousness, that dive that Toguchi did was fairly impressive over the top rope because I've never yeah. seen Toguchi do that before. Um, I just I felt like this was, I don't know, I've expect I. <sighs> I think I have been spoiled with, you know, the junior heavyweight title as it is now. Mm -hmm. Um, And this, you know, when you said that all of the divisions are far more defined here with the exception of this, with the exception of the junior heavyweight division, which I think is better now that now than it was then.
0: This thing you saw, because you came in at um, 11, didn't you? Um, You saw Hiromu's first big match.
1: Yeah, with
0: Kushida. Kushida. 'Cause like if I'm giving context of where both men ended up, Kenny Omega would go on to face Kishida next year, still the champion, lose it to Kishida, then move up to the heavyweight. Whereas Toguchi just went just sort of slipped into his role while he sort of flirted with it in the super juniors and all that, he never really got a proper shot at the title and never had a at the very least never had a run after this. So
1: I mean looking at the looking at the crowd. When Kenny Omega came in, because a guy, and he he got a ridiculous pop.
0: Well, he's been around for ages. Remember, at that point, he. Oh be... yeah,
1: absolutely. But when you consider that Taguchi is supposed to be the face in all of this, there was there was literally nothing. There was a smattering of polite applause, if that.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and again, it's just I don't think with the. What we had in terms of like star power at the time, we could have done much better. Cause I understand of like Kashida and Alex Shelley are there, but they were seen as tag stars. Yeah. So with what we had, this is the best they could have done, really. And to be fair, the junior divisions would go on to be amazing throughout that year. Um, after Wrestle Kingdom ten, it would really have a renaissance. with have a lot of Ring of Honor guys coming in, some of the UK guys, yeah, and yeah. it it got really good, really fast. So we can forgive this. I'd give it a 7 out of 10 at the very least. for well.
1: Yeah, I'll Probably give For the chainsaw seven. alone. Oh, Jesus, that chainsaw. Knocking it I, down to 5. I, no, no, I'd, I'd give I would... it 7 because even though I've, you know, it sounds like I've ragged on it, I'm, I'm not ragging on it, it's just, I didn't, Omega was always winning this match. There was, there was no yeah. way to good, she was walking out with this title and, especially towards the end, rather than going, oh, you know, he's kicked out just before 3. I'm, I found myself thinking, especially towards the end,
0: just, fucking be pinned to gucci come on but the and, deal is um you can get a better quality of match from this on most two or five live main events so yeah
1: exactly i just i wanted more for my junior tag match and yeah. i think it was more to gucci than it was omega but that chainsaw mm. man that fucking chainsaw <laughs> can you imagine if i tried to do that to a carder now
0: you know what i'd be <laughs> just as sort of a mockery thing i'd be fine with it. Just you on your own popping for it. <laughs> just me on my own, eight o'clock in the morning, sipping my tea. <laughs> like, yeah. You should at least just pull it out in tag matches to mock young boys or something.
1: Yeah. Well, when are you gonna have a when do you ever have Omega in the ring with the young boys?
0: Okay, the closest he ever gets to David when he's in the ring with David Finlay.
1: Yeah, fair enough then. Fair enough.
0: Okay. Uh, anyway, on to something that was slightly disappointing, to something that went above and beyond. It was um, Shabata and Go versus Gallows and Anderson. Now, you said earlier you don't like Amber Gallows. Tell me about that.
1: Um, I didn't say I didn't like Amber Gallows. I said I found her... <sighs> right. You know, like, when you... Okay. You know when you drop a pencil on a desk and yes. like there's no... Significant damage, and you know nobody really gives a shit. Mm. That's how I feel about Amber Gallows.
0: <laughs> she's a pencil on a she,
1: desk. She's that pencil mark on a desk that everyone ignores because she she doesn't offer anything. I mean, I assume that this was this was pre Maria Canellis Am I right, or so is it post Maria canellis
0: What well, you mean this that this show. famous gif? Um, yeah, she was she she'd be managing the kingdom at the time. I'm not sure if. That was before or after.
1: Because this felt like Poundland Maria Canelis Kingdom sort of thing. I
0: yeah, mean, for me, that's...
1: it would have been a mate. like the fact that this match was outstanding. I I mm-hmm. I say outstanding and I know it's bandied about far too much that word, but the reason I say it was outstanding is because I hear so many people rag on Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson as a tag team and their tenure as champions. And yes, I am seeing one match in isolation. But this match in isolation was fucking great. It was far better than I thought it was going to be because I think I came in with such low expectations and the fact that I've never seen a good Dot Gallows match. This was brilliant. This was really good. Everything felt smooth. Everything felt, you know, there was no pause. You know, Goto and Shibata seem like proper baby faces. This is the first, you know, real time I've seen Goto where I haven't thought, oh, come on, man, fuck's sake. I actually believed in Goto. Hashtag believe in GoTo, and you know what did Amber Gallows bring to it? She slapped someone once, so Tamatonga could have I, done that.
0: Yeah, very good point. My thing is with Amber Gallows. This was when, um, this is when the Bullet Club were full into the sort of the nineties NWO thing, uh, and I think, and I think just having the random girl at ringside was just part of that. To be honest with you, yeah. Because it is a very county thing. It's like, oh, it's the bullet. It sounds like some, someone on a local indie in a fucking fairground in America would call herself. So it's not exactly a, an amazing gimmick. To be honest, I think she's basically just there to draw heat, which she does because you're angry about her.
1: Then she's done her job. Then she's done yes. her job. Yeah. Um, she kicks sound fucking atrocious. Absolutely. This? How much
0: horrible? How much you you don't really seen two sh- no, was shibata gone? no he wasn't so you've seen like two shibata matches really um, haven't you've he seen his is... akada one and and his ishii one at wrestle kingdom 11
1: i've seen wrestle kingdom 11 and then was it sakura genesis where the, the yeah faithful headbutt
0: Beat infamous the infamous headbutt oh yeah. god i, can, I can
1: still hear that sometimes if you're really quiet you can have hear you, it it's
0: have you seen have a shown you the remixes people have done out of the slaps in that match. Yes, you have. <laughs> They're fucking amazing. They are.
1: Do you know what upsets me though? Like seriously, Shibata here. I'm. On,
0: He's I'm a right. to thinking
1: it's his first championship. This. Um,
0: I can't. I, I. I don't want to say that in confidence.
1: Okay. I'm. I've got a feeling that it might have been his first championship.
0: Um, I can look up accomplishments while you talk about the match if okay. you want.
1: Um, I. I was invested in him as a baby face. and for me there's absolutely no need for him to do what he did at Scory and I understand that he's strong style I understand that that is his way of wrestling but I mean fake headbutts look fucking vicious if you get them right there's mm-hmm. no need to headbutt someone to the point where you crack your own skull open and cause your brain to bleed and it, he's such a wasted talent he really is because you know, every every person I speak to about New Japan or everything I read about New Japan, they say that Shibata was on the up and up. He and was. When he lost when he lost to Kazuki Okada, he just won the New Japan Cup. Mm-hmm. So the company were clearly high on him. And then to have your career cut so tragically short is awful. And the fact that he is, you know, Walking and talking and, have, and there's even talk of him coming back is incredible, absolutely incredible and testament to just how hard that motherfucker is, but that it was so avoidable, this injury, it really does, just every time you see him wrestling, really just pluck a heartstring
0: um on very quickly yeah but i think this might have been from just this quick research don't hold us to it but i think this might have been Shabbat's first style and definitely on the up and up for like um in the 2016 do you want i want to say um the one where omega won um 2016 yeah i remember him his name being chucked about as a favorite i was always thinking omega was going to win anyway because he was just on a trajectory up and up and up and up but he he was always a favourite, if a, a dark Horse favourite, I give you. But a favourite, and he's always be, he'd always be putting on stellar matches. And it is such a shame because have you have you seen his first match against Ishii? No, no, I haven't. Jesus, you sh- um, we I'll recommend it. It's a G one show, so I don't ever do it as a review, but I would rec I would recommend it highly. We'll look at it definitely. I think it's G one twenty. It would be twenty four. I'd, I'm not going to say that with confidence again, but yeah, this match was awesome. Um, this is Goto before his um, gimmick got tiring, and I've always been high in Doc Gallant, and Carl Anderson just because in 2015, I was a Bullet Club mark. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I, I've changed quite a fucking lot. <laughs>
1: I will say uh, as well, Goto, ridiculously catchy theme tune.
0: Yeah. It's just great. Uh, Sorry, what the fuck was backwards? that? Right, I may, I'm not a singer. I <laughs> <That> was awful. <laughs> I, I was going for a so bad it's good that I think I might have succeeded. Um, <laughs> but no, it does sound like an amazing anime protagonist theme tune.
1: It does. Yeah,
0: 100%. Please cut out my singing. Uh, Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. Anyway, what would you give this match? Seven? I'd give it seven.
1: Um, yes, yeah, seven. I think point it as eight would be
0: doing it it's far too much of a. Of a it's sport nine. Sport. It's nine minutes, so it can, but it's very hard to get eight and nine minutes. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, next up was AJ Styles versus Titsu Naito, Now, nowadays, this would be a dream match, but Naito hadn't quite gone tranquilo. yet, so. It
1: was a ver- yeah, like there was no tranquilo, there was no destino. It was it was mm. very strange Tetsuya Naito.
0: As a as some context behind this, so the year before Naito was slated for the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 8. Yep. Yep. Um, before this, he had uh, before this this one he has been in three Wrestle Kingdoms, losing all to to be fair, game competition to Okada. Yep. Um, Kojimuto. Fair enough. And Jeff Hardy.
1: Right, that last one's a bit it, odd, but okay. Yeah, there
0: was there was a TNA versus there was a Wrestle Kingdom where it's basically TNA versus um, New Japan. But right, okay. But, and then, but it fell down pretty fast. But um, yeah, but then we went on to what we were talking about last week, actually, with hit The Silence when he came out. He after the G one, the fans didn't get behind him. It was the Roman Reigns of his day. And actually, this is 2014. It was for Roman Reigns, while Roman Reigns was happening. Um, And it just died a death. Um, They got voted out of the main event of the Tokyo Dome, with Tanahashi and Nakamura for the IC title taking its place. Wow. Yes, and after that, um, Naito was sort of nowhere. He would come back um, later this year, I think, actually, um, with his Tranquilo app. Attitude and start punching upwards and to get eventually where he is today, yeah, but as he is now, no fuck off i d he was he's so unrecognizable to what he is today, and to be honest, when I first saw this um in twenty fifteen he didn't didn't he did not register with me at all
1: to think that Naito was here and then to uh, you know an absolute clerk crowd favourite, which is what he is now. It's mm-hmm. it's quite weird that, you know, it's taken that long to get on that journey, but this this incarnation of Naito was unrecognizable. And, you know, he was doing the whole stereotypical baby face, you know, trying to get the crowd mm-hmm. going. And, you know, every time he kicked out of a move, AJ Styles he'd make a noise, you know, like that baby face pump up. And mm-hmm. it was it was just it was so strange. But yeah, do you know what? It was a, he was a, he worked well in this match mm. absolutely, and not not taking anything away from his in ring performance. It was just it was weird seeing this Tetsuya Naito to the Naito that we see usually. Like you know, his drop kick off the apron was really nice. Is mm-hmm. all his drop kicks looked amazing. But AJ Styles was the MVP in this match. Absolutely when- incredible.
0: When Bushiroad bought New Japan, they're the same people who own like a bunch of anime, I think I believe it did cab, um card fight Vanguard, that's why you see so much um card game advertisements all over New Japan rings.
1: Yeah.
0: Um they wanted um Naito and Okada to to basically be at the top of the company. But they wanted Okada as the heel and Naito as the baby face. Oh
1: dear. I'm I'm not <laughs> From this performance, I am not big into Babyface Naito.
0: I am not. Well, we're not big into non tranquilo Babyface Naito. No. But, yeah, he just did not register. And, like, the fact is, he is so meh that we haven't even discussed AJ Styles, who there was a lot of context going into this as well, because um, the, at this t- time, Rob, believe it or not, the Styles Clash was in discussion to be banned in several promotions.
1: I've heard about this. Is this to do he, with uh, Yushitatsu?
0: It's not just that he broke two necks in one year. Oh, with with one more scare. God, he off uh, he um that disgusting. Um, so logic drunk didn't break his neck, but sort of a tweak thing. It looks disgusting. If you want to know what it looks like and not have the any idea, I'm not have the idea that it hurt them. I'd watch that because Roddy was fine. He was wrestling a few weeks late. Later, nothing bad happened. So, if you want to know what it looks like, go watch that. Yeah, but yeah, Yoshi Tatsu, which happened with Jeff sherratt at ringside, which was awkward, um because he had to pretend he didn't see a man's neck get broken and still celebrate. Oh Jesus! It was quite, it's quite uncomfortable. And then I I actually saw that by accident because I was just after this. I was just looking for as much. AJ Styles as possible and yeah. then found on YouTube AJ Styles versus Yoshitatsu. I'm like, this is interesting. I liked Superstars last year and then Neckbreak. And then also to Lionheart in PCW which is sort of what spurred the debate especially in the UK. Because um, Lionheart was almost paralyzed. It wasn't like just a broken neck like whatnot. Yoshitatsu had Lionheart was paralyzed for a, sh- for a short time. Jesus. Yeah, and but what this has done is taught people to take the fucking star (laughs) splash. Um, unless you're James Ellsworth, but people know now not because it's a natural thing. Drew Galloway said it. It's an unnatural thing, um, for a wrestler not to tuck the chin when taking a bump. So you have to sort of teach yourself not to. And I think it's why we don't use it so much in WWE nowadays.
1: No, they they really push the phenomenal forearms as finishing move, which was a was basically a transitional move in this match
0: yeah i know that's what got me when he came to wwe because like i watched a few rows after he came to wwe just to see how it handled and to be fair his first wee bit he was handled well he was in halfway decent feud with jericho but yeah um just i i, I found it weird because it was even a transition of moving the rumble it was all weird but no it's this is not quite pkj styles um we will we are planning on watching what is it king of pro wrestling with him versus okada
1: Uh, it was either that or invasion attack 2016 i can't remember
0: that would be it um we're planning on watching that because that's just too much of a dream match to pass up yeah it's gonna be a bastard to find a new japan world well jesus christ um (laughs) absolutely by the way how long did it take you to find this full show looking on new japan world because i just went straight for a pirated version because i could not be asked
1: um it, (laughs) it took me a while (laughs) <laughs> um, because obviously there's no English commentary, but also there's no all matches, it's all games, which mm-hmm. really confused me. Um because it just it didn't look like the full thing and eventually I clicked on it by accident, it was the entire thing, including the New Japan Rumble, uh and including a fifty minute intermission.
0: My um my version, because again I just went straight for a pirated version didn't have the rumble and I didn't think we'd even be talking about it um, Nagata won if you're interested and there was Nobody a couple of people and a <laughs> couple Nobody of people is. in their 60s turned up Yes, um, very but Taichi tai was in it It was, amazing. Tai Chi was in um, it,
1: Tamatonga was in it
0: um, Yoshihashi was in it Takemichi was in it El Desperado uh, Yes, um uh, Liger The Great Kabuki, which is the best name ever. Really Uh, is.
1: Right, we're getting away from Styles versus Naito.
0: Yes, we haven't even talked about the match yet. Jesus. Uh, It was a pretty awesome match. Um, It was. No heat, though. Absolutely no heat. This was obviously fun together to get both men on the card.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And the whole thing about the Styles Clash, you know, the Styles Clash has been teased throughout the match. Um, Really worked over um, Naito's knee. Which was amazing. He was locked in the calf crusher for what seemed like years. It was ages and ages and ages until mm-hmm. eventually he clicked to the ropes. And eventually we got a second rope Styles Clash, which, after what you've just said, obviously everyone was like, oh shit.
0: No, yeah, around this time, just every time Styles went for a Styles Clash, it was now It's sort of been taken away now because he's not working with people who don't take it all the time anymore. So.
1: Yeah, exactly, and Naito took it well, and obviously that was the pinfall. Styles was always going to win because he was the bigger name at this point, um, especially as there was no heat to the feud. Absolutely but none. A, a good match, a good
0: match. Yeah, um, I'd give it another seven, actually. I'd give it seven, yeah.
1: I'd give it seven. Yeah.
0: If, it, if To be honest, if this same match had heat behind it, it would be an eight. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I just but think it was the lack of storyline going through.
0: Yeah. If, again, if it put this, if AJ Styles ever comes back, this is a dream match. It's going to be one of those dream matches that people have forgot already happened. You yeah, know, what it's like, definitely. have you ever went back and watched like an in, in your house pay per view from like nineteen ninety seven? Yes. Like yeah, we have Rocky Maivia versus Hunter Hearst Hemsley, and <laughs> it's just it's weird because you should give a fuck, but it's very hard to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, next up.
0: Oh my. <laughs> Oh wow. Oh my this oh, is wow. one of my this is one of my favourite matches of all time, Rob. This is Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ibushi, Now Ibushi I had seen, not knowing it was Ibushi because the video was called Wrestler Wrestle's Blow Up Doll, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> And also wrest-
0: and then that's how I first found out about Kenny Omega was Wrestler Wrestle's nine year old girl. But by the way, I would go out your way to see Roswell. So yeah, awesome.
1: I've seen it I've seen him wrestle a nine year old girl, it's
0: hilarious. It is hilarious, Um, but no, it's so weird in the context of today seeing Nakamura have charisma.
1: The man, just, oh my god, you could, how he wasn't, like, just a person you built a company around. I mean, I know he had reigns with the IWGP Heavyweight Mm -hmm. Championship, but why he wasn't just given the belt for fucking ages, I've got no idea. Just solely on this match, he came out, his entrances... Pretty iconic, mm-hmm. and the talking about pops from the crowd. Jesus Christ, this was nuclear. This was unbelievable. I thought Kota Ibushi had had a decent, you know, a decent pop when he entered, but good God, you know, Nakamura was a superstar.
0: It was a god, and. Okay, going into this, I knew who Tanahashi was because he turned up in Ring of Honor. I knew who Okada was because he turned up in Ring of Honor. I had no clue who Shinsuke Nakamura was when I first watched this. And so this is my introduction to Shinsuke Nakamura, and he just instantly became a favorite. And Matt Striker said the same thing. He's like, I'm not meant to be biased, but I can't hold it in for this match. Shinsuke Nakamura is the best wrestler currently on Earth, and he was, and... <laughs> Okay, so this is why I got so annoyed. Because, again, you won't have seen a million things from Shinsuke in New Japan. You mostly have his NXT and WWE run for context.
1: I have this match and his match against Styles the following year.
0: Yeah, okay. So when when um, Kevin Kelly says that Hiroki Goto did for the never openweight title what Nakamura did for the Intercontinental title. <laughs> ah,
1: right, okay, yeah, this see is we why get I get. This. Nakamura,
0: as the Intercontinental Champion, headlined Wrestle Kingdom. Nakamura, as the Intercontinental Champion, stole the show at Wrestle Kingdom many years in a row. Shinsuke Nakamura, as the Intercontinental Champion, got me more invested in New Japan Pro Wrestling, as Okada and Tanahashi did as the IWGP Champion.
1: The man made a title mean something. I see Mm, what you mean. My and even, argument was that the title is associated with Goto as opposed yeah, to I in, no, him I understand making your, the title. I,
0: in, I absolutely understand your argument, but with, as far as Kevin Kelly is concerned, he should not be making that claim.
1: That's where you, that's where you draw the line. Fair enough. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly with this because in this match, it was like I was watching the main event. It is.
0: It, it's. In my heart, it's probably my favourite match ever. The like, story in, like...
1: going into it is just so basic. No, but that's it's thing. awesome.
0: But that's what you don't need comp and New Japan was never one for complicated stories. And just I don't know, just the unbelievable charisma Nakamura had. He's had amazing matches with Bad Luck Fale. And this is why I hate Nakamura now. Cause this is him trying. This isn't yeah. even him trying in hard. Trying hard. This is just him trying. He is not trying on the main roster, is he?
1: No, not at all. Not at all. But he's not. <laughs> he's not being booked. You know, he's a champion, but he's never on the show.
0: I... Okay, but here's the thing. He, he I, from I didn't realize he wasn't trying until his from Royal Rumble to Money in the Bank that run with Styles. You can't tell me at WrestleMania before all the bollocks happened that Nakamura and Styles could not have an amazing match in 20 minutes because this match, one of my favorite matches of all time, went the same amount of time as Styles versus Nakamura at WrestleMania and they couldn't even have a great match, let alone an amazing match.
1: Okay, my one big thing about that is that Nakamura has had to be diluted. Now, I'm not saying his character has had to be diluted. I'm not saying his charisma has had to be diluted. I'm not even saying that his effort has had to be diluted. What I'm saying is H- his, his style, style of wrestling has had to be diluted. And if you look at this match, you know, the boom I ate to the back of the head of Ibushi. Legitimately, I thought that had taken his fucking head off. Yeah. You know, I, you, I, you're I sh- not going to get away with that in WWE. And a lot of what, you know, Nakamura's entire gimmick, for God's sake, was king of strong style.
0: He had it on but his Look at his video. NXT run. Look at Yeah, but look at his NXT run. Look at the b bo- the he did on Sammy Zayn. the Bombiers he did on Ares, the Bombiers he did on Bala. Samoa Joe. The... On Samoa Joe, yeah. He can do great things without having to work super stiff. He is choosing not to.
1: Or he's been told not to.
0: No. Here's the thing thing. um Meltzer and other sources have said he's went to WWE because he doesn't have to try his hat.
1: Yeah, I've I've heard similar reports and, you know, you got to remember Nakamura is...
0: Is he 40? He is, up, he is getting up there. And, you know, but part my of point the reason is, I... I
1: heard that he left as well, coupled with what you said, was that he wanted to work a less grueling schedule and he wanted to basically... Take not a step back, but effectively take a step because he was New Japan, mm-hmm. and you know just from just from this match, you you saw that you know you said a god, and yeah, he was mm-hmm. he was a god. You know, it wasn't quite Austin in the Attitude era, but you know, it's that sort of thing. Different crowds, yeah. like if you, but you it's could that put that sort of pop, it's that sort of idolization.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's a it's a definitely a world warrior pop.
1: Yeah and he do, you know you can't have Nakamura who at this point would have been well when he left in you know after Wrestle Kingdom 10 he would have been I don't know maybe 38 39 he can't work that style and that pace for much longer without you know doing his body ridiculous damage so I do understand to a certain don't want... extent him him taking a step back but when you look at this match and look at what he was capable of and mm-hmm. yeah you can say Ibushi is an absolutely fantastic opponent to have yeah absolutely but he was wrestling AJ Styles at Wrestlemania you know mm-hmm. arguably the biggest show ever so
0: but I'm I I will say he I don't I'm not saying he needs to work as well as he did in New Japan because I would not expect that with any AJ Styles doesn't work as well as he did in New Japan no and I don't get enough for that but AJ Styles still finds ways to make his matches captivating James and Nakamura on the other hand is being cookie cutter
1: yeah, I no, I agree with you. I agree with Look, you. And AJ Styles carries half the WWE roster. I wouldn't I wouldn't trust Nakamura to do that.
0: No. Here's, let me put it this way. Nakamura had a match with Seth Rollins at Survivor Series. Seth Rollins has had great matches with anyone who's been put in front of him. He had an amazing match with Elias, who, while wow, his gimmick is great, is not the best worker. Nakamura, on the other hand... He couldn't pull a good match out of him because Nakamura just wanted to do all his normal spots, which is fine at like a fucking house show, but not on a pay per view. I just wanted to, I just want him to try. Like, and not, it's not even that I don't, I want to, again, I don't want him to work this hard all the time. I want him to try because he's just not, he's going through the motions.
1: No, I agree. I agree.
0: But well, anyway, enough of that. Yeah, this match, we
1: went off on one a of my of
0: favorites and... of all time. Just everything versus, I love um, Coach Ribushi getting cocky. I love um, the sort of outsider perspective they give him. It is sort of like Jim Cornette taking on Coach Ibushi, Uh <laughs> in terms of the in terms of the this is how they should have done Omega and Tanahashi this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But this is the Omega and Tanahashi story done right, and and it's not just that. Just everything we do, but de- a deadlift German on someone as big at the time as Nakamura, because Nakamura's finned down quite a lot. He's a skinny prick now. Yeah. But like he was built here, and just everything was stiff. Everything made you wince. Noth- no wasted m- momentum. One of the best Golden Star um, moonsaults of all time. Yeah. Just, I don't have a bad thing to say. It's a perfect match.
1: It's, it's damn near perfect, I agree with you. Um, you know, I appreciated the story with Nakamura not treating Ibushi as a threat to start off with, and then the tables turning and Ibushi getting cocky using Nakamura's moves against him. That boom he hit Nakamura with, with Nakamura mm-hmm. kicking out in anger oh, at one. one, which you know was was great. The storytelling in this match was amazing, and the fact that Nakamura went from not treating Ibushi as a threat to literally having to throw absolutely fucking everything at him to win. Mm-hmm. You know, was just it it made it such a special match. And, you know, yes, Ibushi is a great worker. Yes, Nakamura is the most charismatic motherfucker you're ever gonna see in this in this incarnation. But this match I would I'd implore any wrestling fan that has not seen this match before to actively seek it out. Because this is what simple storytelling can look like. And this wasn't you know, a ridiculously flippy match. This wasn't a match where there was no. ludicrous high spots. This wasn't Jeff Hardy jumping off a forty foot ladder, you know, through eighteen tables that were on fire. This is this is simple wrestling. Nakamura's not going to be doing ridiculous shit, but this was an outstanding match. An outstanding
0: I'm gon- match. I'm going to request for our next retro review, which would probably be like the one after Wrestle Kingdom. Um, actually no, because that'd be New Year's Dash. Like the one after Wrest during the Wrestle Kingdom break that we do one where nakamura's headlining
1: yeah that's fine by me fine by me I right, the more i get Great, to see cause... nakamura in this incarnation the happier i am
0: yeah because i'm i'm an i'm so sad you missed out on so much good um, good nakamura basically it's like it's probably how you feel about me and kane uh...
1: <laughs> i don't think we can compare nakamura prime time nakamura to uh to kane very very different propositions but i, I understand what you mean you grew up with corporate kane whereas you know, I grew grow Kane... up with
0: corporate Kane. <laughs> I, I, I grew up with, uh, I grew up with Kane and Big Show Kane. Oh God, that's even worse. How's that even worse?
1: That's that's just worse. Trust me. You know, you needed to see Kane ripping off the door of Hell in a Cell. Anyway, this match.
0: I, I mean, I've seen it, but I don't remember it. Yeah, no, ten out of ten this match. Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, I'd go ten out of ten. I'd go ten out
0: of ten. There was no fault with this match whatsoever for me just
1: just the charisma of and you know not taking anything away from Kotobushi, who I think <clears throat> continues it speaks to, to
0: how it speaks to how good Kobushi um Nakamura is, but we haven't talked about Kotobushi, who is currently one of the best things about the current new Japan product,
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely,
0: but any anyway, onto the last match of the evening, our main event, we have Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on Kazuchika Okada. Now, do you know the story of how um, Nakamo, not Nak- Tanahashi and Okada first collided? Um, I believe so, but a little bit of a recap isn't going to hurt. Right, so it's Wrestle Kingdom 6. Okada is back from excursion. He, is, he looks like he's still a young boy. His gear doesn't fit him properly. His Rainmaker is weak it's have you it's like he falls down it's like a rainmaker side effect type thing oh god um yeah he he takes a bigger bump in his opponent and he and he beats yoshihashi in a shite match which i can't even blame on yoshihashi but thing is that was deliberate because ben okada came out looking like a young boy challenging tanahashi after tanahashi beats suzuki And Tanahashi is trying to be nice to him, going, okay, so look, these things are earned. But tell you what, I admire your guts at the next thing. We'll give you, I'll give you a title shot. So I believe it's Invasion Attack. It's for one in February. What's now known as Sekiro Genesis? And it's um, Tanahashi versus Akada. Now, Akada was obviously laying low because suddenly he was a beast and he dominated Tanahashi, who at this time was unstoppable. Which then, at the next big show, where they met again, Tanahashi found Okada's weakness, uses his experience, keeps targeting the knee, and eventually gets the win. And then, and then this keeps going on until now. They, they have... Okada gets it back post-G1 because he beats him in the G1. or draws. It's one of the two. I can't quite remember. And then goes into Wrestle Kingdom, but still has Tanahashi headlining above him, despite him being the champion. So now the next two Wrestle Kingdom, that's the Wrestle Kingdom, mate, is Okada trying to prove himself as Ace.
1: Right. Okay, that was that was more or less why I thought it was.
0: Yeah. Okay, just also a recap for <laughs> people listening. Um, if they don't know, I, I think everyone knows at this point, but it's always nice to have a recap. But yeah, this match <clears throat> is a match wrestled by two people who have wrestled a lot over the past two years. Yeah. Three years even. Do you
1: know what, though? This match for me, everything from the video package that we were greeted with to the, you know, the close calls to the the very 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 simple story. I know I keep harkening him to story mm-hmm. time, but it's a massive thing that I look for in matches. Um, to you know, just everything about this match. To the fact that once Tanahashi had won, we saw Okada in the ring with his head in his hands,
0: yeah. crying. He, he has failed. He does not playing. know if he'll get his chance
1: again. I mean, for me, I know I'm jumping the gun slightly. Yeah. This match for me, I was more invested in than the Nakamura Bushi match. Now, the Nakamura Bushi match, I gave ten out of ten. You mm. know, it maybe I was thinking if we did halves, I'd have given it nine and a half. Mm. This match would have been nine, but that ending and that image of Okada. Literally, with his head in his hands, just inconsolable, that made it 10 for me.
0: It is the, the thing the storytelling, yeah, I'll give you, is much better. But I think the reason you also feel more invested in it is because this is a story that still happens today. This is a story we've had three times this year.
1: It's a tale as old as time.
0: <laughs> now that's <thing>, but, <laughs> but like Sean and Brett, they can't have a bad match together. No. It's not, it's not as toxic as that, but it's like that, or like Danny Bryant and Punk or um, Omega Okada, actually. They just can't have a less than stellar match with each other. And it's just... I I, I don't like it as much as Abushi and Nakamura, but that's mostly down to my love of both. I love both of them more than I like um, Okada and Tan- Tanahashi. Yeah. But this was great. And... Both men looked amazing, and what I loved, they tried to repeat spots during the match, and it failed. I that's my pet peeve when people just repeat spots that we've done in the same match. Yeah, like, t- t- for example, going outside, Okada's big boot over the railing, managed at the beginning of the match. Um, near the near the end of the match, he goes for it again, and it backfires. It takes two high fly flows to put away, um, Okada, and it's just. A, an amazing back and forth. My the only reason I don't give this ten, I give this nine. Um, for for the record, I would argue for a nine. is because I've seen so many Okada versus Tanahashi matches. Yeah, like at, at the time, this would have been an easy ten for me. But in retrospect, I've seen so many of this match, and even this year, um, every match after this that they've had has been better than this, in my opinion. So yeah. In retrospect, Fist loses out not because it's a bad match, but because what we've done after has been so much better.
1: Yeah, I think in isolation, for me, and again, <clears throat> I don't have the, you know, the the story knowledge that you have, and I don't have that um, sort of advantage. But in isolation, this match, to see someone go into this match with so much promise and to f- literally fall at the last hurdle. Mm-hmm and to then the story be so, to envelop you completely as you're watching it, and to see this man literally burst into tears, because that, I guarantee is, shoot.
0: We have never seen Okada this vulnerable. And, in the, but at the very least, because you, you have never been watching in Japan while he's not been champion, I, the, I, it's, it was a long road for him to be his, this dominating figure that we see him as today.
1: Yeah, and to lose again when he thought he got, you know, the win over him and to lose it at that last minute. And you you feel, you feel yeah. Okada's pain. You feel Okada's frustration. You feel his, just this almost shock that he had. And I think as well, the crowd almost anticipated Okada winning. Mm-hmm. And that Tanahashi reta- uh, retained sort of helped them, like empathize with Okada as mm-hmm. well and made it that moment so much more real.
0: I don't know why we didn't repeat something like this when Night or Loss.
1: There's a lot of parallels between this and the Wrestle Kingdom 12 main event. Yeah. For me, um, can I just say that my favorite spot Tanahashi doing the high five flow over the top of the uh, guardrail?
0: Oh man, just you don't expect that from Tanahashi just because just from what he normally does. He isn't an Abushi. He isn't an Omega. You don't expect him to be doing shit like that. And so when he does, does it. It's much more impactful.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, again, I've seen limited Tanahashi and the Tanahashi that I have seen is Tanahashi winding down at the end of his career, um mm-hmm. and then producing an absolutely stellar G1 and is now challenging for the title again. So <laughs> but you know, up to that. Um so to see this and to see two men again, not flippy wrestling, not you know, nothing ridiculously over the top, it's just Great storytelling, and you know, I know I sang you all a lovely song of tales all the time, but it's mm-hmm. literally a man trying to get one over his master and not being able to do it, and it's a great
0: story. Absolutely, and to, for context of where this story went, because it sort of ended in terms of in its co in this incarnation next year at Wrestling Kingdom Ten. Not long after this, Styles beats Tanahashi for the title, holds it for a long way, and then I believe Dominion um Okada beats Styles and then almost in a reverse Tanahashi has to win the G1 two face Okada to get the title and then they had what is their best match at Wrestle Kingdom 10 and uh, but so the waiting the extra year for Okada to get the one over Tanahashi so it works so well
1: yeah do you think I mean moving on moving on from this show I mean this show was was stellar and thank you for making mm. us do this. Um <clears throat> do you think that this storyline would have worked for Naito if Naito had headlined Wrestle Kingdom 13? I don't
0: no I, do, I, I don't think it would have. Um Naito's character is very different from okada because okada sort of turned from like the cocky kid who's not who suddenly is realizing right i do need to earn everything i'm guessing because otherwise i'm not going to be able to do it whereas naito he was the guy with his chip he 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 came in with a chip on his shoulder because of he he just hated tanahashi like he doesn't naito sort of exists outside of a belt in that respect he's one of those people who only wants the belt to get more money because you've seen what he's like when he's when he has a belt with, especially when he has the SVC belt just destroying it. Yeah, and you've also seen, um, like Naito will have a goal in mind. Like for example, um, Wrestling Kingdom Eleven, um, there was, um, Tanahashi was campaigning. Um, I think this was in fake, but it may have also been in shoot. I can't, I don't have the details in front of me. Um, for another fan vote because in a fan vote, Tanahashi versus Naito, two established stars would beat out Okada versus Omega, because Omega hadn't been proven. And so they return the story of Tanahashi being desperate, but then Naito, uh, Naito, who would have to agree for it to happen, said no, because keep, keeping Tanahashi out of the spotlight was more important than him being in the spotlight. So it's not, he's not really that kind of guy. And also, Tanahashi and Okada on two different from two different generations was Okada and Naito from the same generation and believe they had the first singles match against each other so it wouldn't have worked in the same way I think taking elements from this yes but then at the same time we wouldn't have the rise of Kenny Omega we wouldn't have had this stellar year that we've had so it's really hard to gauge but overall I don't think the same story can be applied to Naito at least with Okada
1: Fair enough. Just wanted to get. Just wanted to check.
0: Yeah. So that's been <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom 9. It's still my favourite Wrestle Kingdom. Just, oh my god. Um, I just can't put into words how much I love it. It's an, it is a mixture of both sheer quality. Nothing on here, really, nothing on here was bad, and anything that was sort of pointless was gone. It was basically, anything that was just there to pop the live crowd, like, um, the Noah guys or Jeff Jarrett was done in five minutes. Yeah. So nothing got in the way. And it was an obvious cooldown match because, be honest, if Minoru Suzuki and Sak- Sakuraba had went on right after that um, junior tag t- title match, it would have just died a death. Yeah. Um, and then the crowd the would have been gone. So the buffer matches served their purpose. This is still my favourite. Wrestle Kingdom, still my favourite um new japan event to this day it's just everything on it was good nothing was bad bad and i know you said this about dominion but more stuff felt pointless in dominion than it did on here so for me it's an amazing show
1: yeah absolutely i agree with you and uh, yeah i look forward to seeing more retro new japan with you chris
0: <laughs> oh yeah um i'm gonna try and take it back before when i started watching so i can get a bit more of an education um, so we can both be as clueless as each other but
1: <laughs> i like
0: it i've been chris o'brien with the Line podcast you can find me over at the online cxt where can we find you rob uh, at real rob goodwin you can find podmania at where the dude tells you at the beginning he, he has a cooler voice than me i don't know why he doesn't host this podcast i have been chris <laughs> o'brien <laughs> goodbye